Hey, it's your girl Tanisha Travis. And did you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month? How ironic is that when we're all right now going through a pandemic that has shut everyone down, put us in our little boxes and made us think this is a time where a lot of people are going through different changes and your mental health is so important so I thought it would be wonderful to just have a a conversation around mental health and get a perspective from someone who has um, been diagnosed with a mental health um, issue and how they're dealing with it. I'm so elated and so proud because this person is actually my brother. His name is Jamaris. Um, he's my baby brother. And um, I'm happy that he's going to share his story with us. And I'm happy that it's a a male that I was able to reach out to that was willing to share his story with me. So I did have to do um, our interview over the phone because he no longer lives here in Chicago with me anymore. So um, I'm hoping everyone can understand our full conversation. Um, It just brings joy to me that there is no embarrassment behind the situation and and um, I want you guys to just take a listen and just take the the things that he says and hopefully you can um, identify some things that maybe is going on around you that you haven't um, fully understood or it's just different cues and tips just for maybe someone you know or just to be able to tell someone um identify with someone who you didn't know who to how to approach because you're not aware of how to deal with someone who has a mental health um issue so just sit back let's take a listen to my interview with my brother and here we go Okay, this is my special person today that I wanted to take the time with to have a great conversation about his situation. How you doing today? I'm doing fine. <laughs> Do you want to tell the people who you are? Everybody, you hear it. It's, this is my brother. He's my baby brother. One of my baby brothers. And um, today we're going to talk about mental health and his life living with mental health. Um, Jamaris, do you want to tell everyone what your diagnosis is and how you feel about it? 
like, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming. I may go off the, off, off the edge a little bit sometimes. That's the part I don't like, but I don't recognize that I'm hurting people around me and things I may think at times and, and stuff like that, but that's the part I don't like. Other than that, I can lead a normal life, but sometimes if my medication ain't right or something, I may slip up and I have to go into the hospital and things like that. But most of the time, I'm stable and I'm, I can live a, a decent life. Okay. So, how long have you been living with this? Um, Since I was 20. Okay. So. And I'm 36. I'll be 36 June 4th. Okay. Um, give me, well, can you give us an example of when you're healthy and you on your medications? What is your, how would, how would your day go? And you don't have to tell us exactly what you do, but like, how are you feeling when you wake up? Things like that. On a good day, I look, I, I look, it's normal, like what other people may do. I get up, take a shower, brush my teeth, may go sit out, sit outside, take a walk, go, go to family, friends and family house. Mm -hmm. Typical day like that, and that's about it. Okay, so, um. Since you've been dealing with this for so long, do, can you kind of say, can you tell us how was what type of trials and errors did you go through before you were able to accept this? Well, for a long while, I was in denial. I didn't want to get treatment. I didn't want to take the medication. Mm -hmm. And I was falling back into problems going to the hospital, even being incarcerated. Mm -hmm. uh, without the meds, I, I think things, my mind, is, is my mind go, go haywire. Mm -hmm. And I, I think crazy things. And I fight, I get into a confrontation with a lot of people and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I'm going by what people, what people say, the doctors tell me, mm -hmm. but I don't re recall that as it's going on, okay. but after I come to, somebody tell me what happened and what's going on, mm -hmm. and I may see the psychiatrist or a therapist, and I talk to them, and, and things, they put me, change my meds, and things get better from them, but there'd be a lot of, there'd be a lot of issues if I didn't take the meds. Okay. Okay. Um... How would you say that, how, so how has living with this condition shaped you into the person that you are today? Well, it, it made me learn from my mistakes. Okay. Which sometimes is uncontrollable, but it all got to do with the process of getting older. I'm not, I'm not liking the same things I used to do. It don't interest me no more. Mm -hmm. Like things that interest me when I was 
put it to you like this so now that you have your you know your young your your lady and then even with our sister being there with you and your mom um how would you like for them to support you going through this what advice could you give because these are your you know this is your footprint and we're just around but we want to know what could we do to support you going through this about it and you know with our our black men 
you know, we self-medicate, you know, with smoking, drinking, and things like that. So I want to know what advice would you give to another brother who is going through this and they are either embarrassed or they just scared because they don't know what's going on with them. again I want to thank my brother for coming in and sharing his story with us but I also thought it would be a great time to just share a little tidbit of my story and also to encourage some of the women out here um, just for self-care because not everyone has a extreme mental illness that they're going through but it's the little things in life that can pull on us pile up on us and can put us in a state where we just can't handle the little things because it's so much so i thought i would share this with you guys um i thought about it and i recorded this when it was on my mind so 
This podcast is a little different because it's in different segments, but all of it ties together because it's so important. So I want you guys to just take a listen and I know someone's going to get something from this also. Here we go. Imagine being a mom, a wife, and having a full career. Then imagine your father gets pancreas cancer out of nowhere. He dies. And then two years later, imagine your mom getting breast cancer. And you have this, all these priorities with your children, your husband, don't forget your job. And imagine things are not great at work because you're also a minority who is being mistreated or bullied as they call it. Now imagine making that decision that will possibly kill your career that you're gonna help your mother fight breast cancer. And your mom telling you, she's gonna beat it. Now through all of that, two weeks later, imagine you have the news of your mother having breast cancer and you're rushed to get checked because you're 40. And imagine you come up with a lump. And imagine you have to wait a couple of days to get a biopsy. And then imagine waiting for the results. Then on top of that, imagine that you start getting massive headaches because you're stressed. And then imagine that out of nowhere, your grandmother, who was your dad's mom, who's now gone, is now sick with dementia. Imagine all of this to be carrying around every day. Keep that in your mind. This is my story. Imagine not having anybody to talk to because you're holding it all together in your head and not letting out any of your feelings because you're on autopilot. But then imagine that friends, family recognize that you're not the person you used to be. And then imagine someone giving you the call, a call and saying, hey, here's a number to my therapist that you probably need to see. Now, imagine all that and stay tuned. This is National mental health month and I think that we all need to have a conversation about our mental health how therapy can help us and how we can get over anything if we use the proper tools and admit to ourselves that we need to help so that was just a glimpse of What happened to me in a matter of two and a half to three years. After going through 
all of those situations back to back to back to back. Um, I did seek help with a therapist. Probably the best thing that happened to me. Um, I don't consider her my therapist anymore. She is more of a friend now. We've um, just developed a wonderful bond, but I decided to see a therapist because I was not myself. I was so overwhelmed. And a lot of us walk around on autopilot, pilot, as I said before, and until that one little thing breaks us. And sometimes that one little thing that breaks you, sometimes there's really no coming back to your full mental capacity because you've let so many things happen and you didn't just take the time to stop and evaluate it. I know when I went to see my therapist, my first session um, was really an intro session. And the one thing that I really, really, really appreciated was she said at the end of my session, hey, I, I am not the only therapist here. If you are not happy with this session, you're more than welcome to see someone else or I can refer you to someone else. To be honest with you, she asked all the difficult questions that we tend to skip over or ignore. And I appreciated that. I've had my therapist for a couple of years now. And I suggest my therapist or someone um, to other people when I just see a little bit of me in my in my disarray part of my life. Um, And I'm happy that I do that because so many people are embarrassed or just think that if they can't be this super person that can just do everything and handle everything, there's something wrong. It's a stigma. Um, I just encourage every woman out here to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. You may be able to give them just a tad bit of yourself, but it'll never be your best self because your best self has left the building. So take that time. Go get that massage. Go get that session in where you need to talk. I suggest a therapist when it's very serious because you know, girlfriend talk or, you know, maybe you talking to your mom. It's just certain things that they aren't built to deal with where you need to hear those hard truths. And that hard truth may be like, hey, baby girl, you need to let some of this stuff go so that you can live. So I just encourage everyone to take the time for yourself. To always step back, reevaluate what's going on in your life, and also prioritize. Hey, this is my list for today. I'm going to get to probably two of them. The other ones will go to tomorrow, next week. It's okay. I was always the person that had to get everything done. Always the go-to person. I had to learn the skills of prioritizing and also stepping back 
and evaluating what's important to me and what's harmful to me. So I hope that that story, along with my brother's story, will open up conversations for everyone in this time that will help someone. I also thought it would be important to just give us some statistics that um I really dug into because mental health is the mental health issues that's going on right now, they're prevalent. And I just wanted to read the statistics that I found. Um I found that nearly 20% or 43.8 million American adults have experienced some form of mental illness in any given year, which can present itself in a wide variety of disorders. That can be anxiety, schizophrenia, substance abuse, eating, um mood changes and personality disorders. So you could say for about 9.8 million people or 4% of the population, these disorders are so severe that they impair their ability to function in major life activities. And untreated mental illness increases the risk of homelessness, substance use disorders, legal issues, and sometimes even suicide. So I just think that it's very important that we have those conversations. I also want to give a phone number to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. The number is 1-800-950-6264. Or you can go to their website. It's um, info at the the at sign n-a-m-i dot org you can go there to get the information that you need and they operate um for emergency mental health hotline is monday through friday from 10 p.m to 6 p.m eastern time i thought that it would be important that i provided that information so that if someone needs help they can get the help that they need because you may not want to talk to anyone about it, but that, you know, but there's always someone on a line that's trained to help you. I also want to give the um, national suicide prevention um, hotline. It's 1-800-273-8255 and they are available 24 seven. So you can always reach out to them. I really, really hope and pray that this podcast helps someone, encourages someone to get the help that they really, really need because it's not an embarrassment when we just need that little bit of help or that major help to get our life back back in perspective and to be comfortable with ourselves and be comfortable in our skin. So... I just want to say, as I always say at the end of all my podcasts, I hope that you will embrace your uniqueness and walk in your purpose. And I just pray that everyone stays safe and that we all make it through this pandemic that we're going through. And just know that I pray for each and every person every day and that God is in control. So until we meet again. Bye-bye.